know about y'all, but a lot of people I know who've been avoiding COVID for the last two years have been getting it, including me. Uh, It feels like it was only a matter of time. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we talked to Nevada Independent reporter Tabitha Mueller, who reports on COVID-19 and knows her stuff. Tabitha shares how Nevada is faring and discusses how worried we should be about this new BA5 variant. It's Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hi, Tabitha. How are you today? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm okay. I'm all snozzled up, <laughs> which we'll get into the reason for my wheezing later. But um, yes, yeah, so you're a reporter for the Nevada Independent and you handle COVID coverage. How long have you been covering COVID-19? So I started covering COVID-19 in December, January, when Megan Messerly, our former healthcare reporter, actually left and moved on to Politico. So I took co- over coverage for her, tracking data in the state, implementing sort of a wastewater monitoring system that people can access, and keeping track of the trends and what you know what's important to know. Every couple weeks or so, we usually release a COVID in context, depending on what's happening. Because I mean, COVID's kind of here to stay and we're living with it. Um, but th- there are things that are important to know when there's a new variant or if something, if the variant is more transmissible or if there are vaccines now available or shifts in that sort of realm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like covering COVID-19 stats would be emotionally taxing. So how are you coping? Are you all right? You know, we are still here and we're still covering the data. So I think that's always a good sign, but we're doing all right. I think it's made me very paranoid as a person. And I think a lot about, you know, when cases are high, what am I doing? When cases aren't high, what am I doing? You know, going like, when do I wear a mask? When do I not? I think I tend to be a lot more careful than most people just because I'm constantly thinking about these numbers and this data. I usually take a COVID test once a week. Let me tell you, I have gotten great at, you know. Just <laughs> weekly up my- the nostril. Yep. <laughs> um, the free tests that the government sent out have been fantastic. And that's been a good way for me to do that. But the virus is here to stay. So how do you live your life? I'm really grateful. I don't really have my close family members that are immunocompromised or at risk if I do happen to catch COVID, but my I am really worried about if I catch it and spreading it to a lot of people, especially because of the populations I work with. Absolutely. I, I work with a lot of people who are 55 plus. It's part of some of the other things that I, I do that I love doing, but I have to be much more cautious. So there's Omicron, uh, which is the current variant of COVID-19. And then there's new sub-variants that need to be stricken from the timeline. Uh, but we have like BA4 and BA5. So can you tell us about these sub-variants? Absolutely. And the thing that I think it's important to note is that it is very normal. As the virus spread, it copies itself. And similar to how you get typos when you're sending a text or you're copying over a document, the virus also gets typos. Hmm. Sometimes that means that maybe it's 
not a virus that continues. And so we don't really see that mutation come up, but sometimes that mutation helps the virus. Generally, mutations that help a virus will make it more transmissible. So more easy to spread, more easy to get, uh, things that will let it kind of live longer in the population. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing right now is a high rate. And I think in Southern Nevada, the last I checked when I was talking with a, a professor at UNLV, is he was saying that we're seeing 90% of the cases are BA5, which is the subvariant of the Omicron variant that sort of caused cases to rise astronomically earlier this year. And that variant so far seems like the severity is about the same as previous variants. And that's not to to sort of say, oh, everything is great and you should just go catch COVID because it's fine. No. But I'm just saying it hasn't made it so that if you do catch it, it looks like it's not worse for you. Hmm. But it has made it so that this is the most transmissible variant that we've seen in a long time. Right. So that is that the, the main primary difference here between Omicron and the the next two subvariants is transmissibility. Exactly. I was talking with Brian Labus at UNLV, who's a professor over there, and he was telling me that BA5 does a better job of avoiding the things our immune system has done to protect us. So if, you ha- if you've already had a COVID infection, the virus can get around that sometimes and it can be easier to get reinfected. So with this one, you know, before they were saying, oh, you have about like three months of before you can get reinfected, we're seeing as little as 28 days in oh. some cases. So that's, that's really what the issue is with this variant is the transmissibility. It's agile. It's Spider-Man. It's agile yeah. out here. <laughs> it's out here like ducking and diving like, oh, is that your immune system? I don't care. I'm going to flip this away. Uh, I hate it. Yep. Absolutely. And part of the issue is that as more people get sick, you are seeing hospitalizations rise. And that's the biggest concern, because if hospitals get overwhelmed, then we can't treat people. If we can't treat people, we will see more deaths, right? It's sort of this uh, snowball effect. <laughs> spiral, this horrible spiral, right? Yeah. Like right now, I told you, but I'm, I am vaccinated and I caught COVID and this is my first time catching it because I have been pretty freaking vigilant. But like I feel defeated, but I also have been trying to like understand the science around it. So like what are scientists saying about the vaccine versus the new variants? So here's the thing. Getting vaccinated is what everyone should absolutely be trying to do. The vaccine will help prevent severe sickness. It means that what you may be experiencing right now is very, very low compared to what you could experience if you weren't vaccinated. Mm -hmm. As the virus mutates, the vaccine may not be as effective as it initially was because that vaccine was designed with the original sort of coronavirus variant in mind. Unmutated, the unmutated version. (laughs) Um, But where I think we need to focus on is that it's still helpful. Initially, scientists had sort of hoped that the vaccine would be a way to reach population-wide protection, right? Herd immunity, so that we wouldn't be seeing these variants. But because of a lack of vaccinations, for a lot of different reasons, we see more and more mutations. And with travel, those mutations are happening faster than we've maybe seen it in the past. Because before globalization, before, you know, air travel, you might have had a mutation pop up in one place, let's say in Europe, and then you might have had a mutation pop up here in Las Vegas. But those 
you know, travelers weren't going back and forth in quite the same way that they were before. Mm-hmm. So they weren't cross-pollinating. Exactly. <laughs> so you, now- you can get the British version, <laughs> the the Nevada version. You can have a cocktail of um, COVID variants. That sounds terrible. Right. And whichever is the strongest or the one that is going to be the most transmissible is going to win, right? We, Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm laughing. Sure. I shouldn't be laughing. No, I definitely laughter is how for me, I definitely diffuse like awkwardness and discomfort with laughter. It's like I have to laugh at this so that I don't scream cry. Right. But I haven't looked at it lately. I don't think I looked at it today because I feel like I've, I'm witnessing the numbers rising in that it's people close to me who are getting it. And my producers know folks who are catching it as well. But what are the numbers in Nevada? So the thing is, when we're talking about numbers, I think it's really important to say that it is extremely important to look at the numbers as a trend. You don't want to look at them day to day. I think it's one of the reasons the state did move to weekly reporting versus daily reporting, because you've got to look at them as a whole. So last week, we saw about 924 new cases reported on an average each day over kind of a two-week period. And that's slightly down from about 1,000 the week before that which is an 8% decrease. But we are seeing these numbers overall rise and they're sort of kind of fluctuating right now. So we are seeing very high case numbers right now, but case levels aren't the only way that we should be looking at this virus. As it has come through the population, it's really important to think about hospitalization rates because we need, as we were talking about earlier, that snowball effect, right? If we have Mm -hmm. too many people in the hospital, that's going to cause a lot of stress on the healthcare infrastructure system. And we are seeing lower numbers of hospitalizations, which is probably also the vaccine at work, to be honest. About 500 people were hospitalized with COVID over the last week, which is an increase from the week before by about 17%. But with the winter Omicron surge, we saw more than 2,000 people hospitalized on average over a seven-day period. However, one thing we want to keep in mind is that a lot of people are getting tested at home. Those cases aren't reported to the state. So experts actually say that the number of COVID-19 infections is probably six to eight times higher than official case counts. For me, I tested positive for COVID. I took an at-home test. So the data on me having COVID is not getting sent in. You know, for the sake, I should probably try to figure out how to send it in for science. But. So they, they actually don't really have a system, at least here in Nevada. Some states do have a system to self-report, but we don't have that. Yeah. And for right now, what's in Nevada, what's causing the rise in those hospitalizations? There are a couple of ways that we could think about this. One might be that people that aren't vaccinated may have a harder time with the virus than if mm. they were vaccinated. Uh, just sheer numbers, right? If more people are getting sick, then you're going to also see more people getting hospitalized. Uh, It's also that we're starting to see a pickup because the natural immunity that came from everyone getting infected in January may be wearing off right Mm. now, right? So during that first winter Omicron surge. Ah, so if you... You caught it in the winter from your family or whatever. So your cousin sneezes on you at whatever seasonal holiday. And then X number of months later. <laughs> that is a great way of explaining it. Right now, what we're seeing is that a lot of that, like that reinfection time has now gone away and you're now more susceptible. 
your invincibility cloak like only works for so long. Your little star, your Mario Brothers star of invincibility is not forever. We're six months into the year. Boom. Here we go. Oh, I'm I'm irritated that this makes sense, but I'm also very grateful. Thank you for, for explaining. <laughs> Absolutely. So with Nevada's like hospitalization rates, how does that compare to the rest of the United States? What we're kind of seeing here over the last two weeks across the U.S., it looks like there was a 19% increase, according to the New York Times. So that's sort of similar to what we're seeing here, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing a 17% increase in Nevada. So it looks like it's kind of mirroring what's happening across the U.S. If you go and look at the CDC's sort of summary of community case levels, it'll show you where there are sort of hot spots, you know, which counties might be experiencing high transmission or low transmission or which counties have a higher community level, which sort of follows a national trend of urban areas seeing those high community levels and then the less urban ones seeing maybe a lower level. So there is a section in your recent article that talks about the disparities found in the wastewater samples. So you can explain this wastewater situation to me. And like, what does that tell us about the reported numbers we're looking at? So I think that when we talk about wastewater, we need to start out with that universal phrase that everybody poops, right? Yes. (laughs) Like we all we all go to the bathroom. Not everybody gets tested. So what Scientists do then is they can take samples from wastewater, from the sewers, and see viral counts. And wastewater sampling can show that more people are infected than what case counts because they can say, based on this load of the virus that we found in wastewater, we can predict this is how many people actually have COVID um, based on prior modeling and other data and sort of something that's called predictive modeling. With wastewater testing, we can get an exact, this is how much we have in our wastewater right now. And it's a pretty quick process. So scientists can actually predict a surge is coming based off of the counts rising or the counts falling. So you can see if you if you go to the Nevada Independence COVID-19 data page, we actually have, it's updated weekly, but we actually have wastewater loads for unincorporated Clark County, Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, Henderson, and Boulder City. And we've mapped the weekly virus wastewater concentration over the daily COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people. So you can sort of see what we're talking about with the rise and fall. Right now, what scientists are seeing is that there's unlikely to be a big surge in human infections because they're seeing sort of plateauing of the of, vi- of the virus in wastewater concentrations. Yeah. Oh, I wish people could see you because <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> the wave of your hand is helping me understand it so much more. And I'm like, yes, this is a plateau where it stays flat. Right. This is- this is where we're at. This is the standard level. And I really appreciate what you said about them actually doing it um, for unincorporated Clark County because not everybody knows, but like that's the strip. So if people on the strip are getting it who are employees, especially like, yeah, that's important information to know. This is people going back to their families. So I, I really appreciate that you're doing all of that. And I think that that's what I've really been paying attention to is, and we have it for Washoe County as well. Unfortunately, I don't have the ability to look at every single county in every single in in our state because there's 17 counties. Mm-hmm. But you can really tell what the trends are, and that's sort of what's most helpful, right? 
Yeah, that's all we can work with. Uh, it seems like the health officials are pretty seriously concerned. And we know like Los Angeles is probably on the verge of reinstating like an indoor mask mandate. What are our gov- government officials saying? From all accounts, we are we're not seeing any indication about mask mandates being implemented here. We have seen health districts in the North, Washoe County, and then the Southern Nevada Health District say, we really recommend you wear a mask in indoor locations. But uh, I don't think that we'll be expecting a mask mandate from officials here in Nevada. I think that right now they're sort of saying this is an individual choice that you get to make. And that this is something that you can monitor yourself and move forward. So let's revisit the question uh, that is in the title of your article. How worried should Nevada be about BA4 and BA5? It's a hard question because you don't want to make people, you don't want to scare people. And I think you want to be honest about where the situation is at. Because the reality is, is that we have to live with this virus. That is just now a part of our life. I think that, yes, we should be worried and that we see a rise in cases. That means that we should be more vigilant. That means really wear your mask when you can. Think about the spaces you're going to. Think about the interactions you're having with people. Do I think that that means that we should all go and panic because the end of the world is coming? No. (laughs) But... Vigilance is key. And that's something that I don't think should just happen when you start hearing about this in the news. I think you should just make it part of maybe a weekly look at, you know, are we at a high community level? Are we at a medium level? Are we at a low level? There are recommendations from the CDC, from various groups that are saying, here's what you can do when you see this and maybe what steps you could take. Thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all of the information that you've been doing. And thank you for your very thorough coverage of COVID-19. And I hope that I hope that it's a subject you don't have to keep covering. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on the show. For the full breakdown, read Tabitha's article, COVID in Context. How worried should Nevadans be about the BA5 variant on the NevadaIndependent.com? Now for some news. Four people were killed when two single-engine planes collided on Sunday at the North Las Vegas airport. Sending our condolences to those affected by this terrible crash. Red Rock Resorts, Inc. announced Friday that they'll permanently close the Texas Station, Fiesta Rancho, and Fiesta Henderson properties. Those have been closed since the beginning of the pandemic, but I know a lot of people will miss those locations. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Benifer, eloped in the city this weekend at a little white wedding chapel. Jennifer pointed out Vegas is the wedding capital of the world, and we couldn't agree more. I always thought they'd get back together, y'all. That's our show for today on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and tell a friend, rate the show, with five stars, and leave us a review. And you can subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Sorry.
I feel like we should keep this clicking. <laughs> Just to be like, she'd be checking her facts, y'all. <laughs> I'm checking it.